Welcome to the Invest Smarter Podcast, where you'll learn about the power of building wealth through real estate and how you can achieve financial freedom through multifamily investing. If you're interested in learning more about investing in multifamily real estate, head over to our website, sastexascapital.com, and take advantage of our free ebook, Multifamily Millions, How Anyone Can Invest in Apartment Buildings. Now, here's our host, Simon Castillo. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another Friday Look Back episode of the Invest Smarter Podcast. I'm your host, Simon Castillo, and this is my opportunity to provide you with the best insights and advice into the world of real estate investing, business, and entrepreneurship. So as, as we get started today, I'd like to remind everyone again that if you are interested to, in investing in real estate and you are ready to do it now, the best way to get started is to get to our website, sastexascapital.com. We have a ton of free resources, ebooks, white papers, and newsletters that you can sign up for. Um, get onto our email list, and that will notify you when we have new investment opportunities. You will be the first to know. Now, we have existing opportunities now, both short-term and long-term opportunities to invest in real estate in San Antonio, Texas. And if you're ready to make that jump, again, the best way to do that is go to sastexascapital.com. You can even schedule a phone call uh, directly with me. We can talk about what your investment goals are and whether these types of investments may be appropriate for you or not. Uh, but the best way, again, to get started, uh, either uh, book a call directly with me, send me an email, simon at sastexascapital.com, and head over to our website, sastexascapital.com and again download one of our free resources or sign up for our newsletter that will get you onto our email list and you will be notified as soon as new opportunities become available as well as existing opportunities. So with that said, the topic today is a mailbag episode. And I've got a couple of questions uh, that I've received emails uh, about and I just wanted to kind of answer those questions here on the, on the podcast because as always, if one person has this question, uh, there's a great chance that there's uh, lots of people out there that have this question. Uh, so the first question uh, we'll dive right into is, are home warranties worth it? And I guess there's a couple of ways of looking at it. One is for uh, investment properties and one is, uh, is for, your, um, for your residence, uh, your, uh, the, the home that you live in. And I, you know, speaking from experience, home warranties are like one of those products that uh, some people will love them and some people will hate them. And there's not a whole lot of people in the middle. Um, but in my experience, they have saved me a ton of money. Um, I can tell you again, from uh, my experience, I love having a home warranty on my house. Um, it's, it's saved me, uh, again, tons of money. It's even gotten me new appliances it's gotten me some random things fixed around the house, electrical issues, plumbing issues, garage door issues. A home warranty really comes in handy. And I would say, in my opinion, again, uh, a home warranty uh, more than pays for itself uh, in the long run. So from a homeowner perspective, 100%, I think um, you should uh, look into having a, a reputable home warranty company that will cover a majority of items uh, in your, in your house, including, um, you know, AC, uh, regular maintenance, uh, to your AC unit, 
um, and things of that nature. Uh, again, just a, a good home warranty just gives you such so much peace of mind and well worth the cost. Now, on investment properties, again, um, I, I would say that it it is a worthwhile investment. Again, provided that you are able to um, find a reputable company that has you know competitive warranty terms and and cost. Uh, but again, from a, a uh, long-term perspective, uh, given uh, the advantages and all the things that you can apply a home warranty to uh, in an investment property, in the long run, I think it, it again, pays for itself. So uh, my recommendation, again, would be to, uh, to have a home warranty in place. Now, it, there is a cost associated with having the home warranty. So for an investment property, uh, obviously, you'll have to take that take that into account and just make sure that you are still, you know, uh, positive cash flowing, uh, even after your warranty costs. Uh, for some people, that might be uh, a reason uh, that they don't get one. Uh, but again, uh, just given the amount of uh, things around a house that can go wrong, um, you know, in the long run, I think a home warranty will uh, will more than pay itself off. Uh, even if it's just in peace of mind. <laughs> so uh, thanks for that question. Um, moving on to the next question then is, um, how sacred is the 1% rule? Uh, for those of you that don't know what the 1% rule is, uh, let me give you a, a kind of a basic example. Um, so if you were to buy, say, a $100,000 property, and again, I know that's <laughs> that's almost unheard of, uh, but just for the sake of, of ease of numbers, uh, let's say that you could buy a $100,000 property. The 1% rule would then mean that the rent that you should be able to generate from that property should be about $1,000 a month. Again, this is a, a 1% is kind of a general rule of thumb. It's a back of the uh, napkin math that you can apply. Um, and if you're looking at a property, it's an easy way for you to, 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 to determine if that property uh, would uh, generate the type of rent that it would take to cover expenses and cash flow. So again, in this example, you know, really basic $100,000 property, you would expect that the rent from that property, you would expect it to generate at least $1,000 a month. Now, again, this is a very general rule of thumb. And it's not going to ever be totally accurate in terms of what kind of return you can get, uh, because every market, you know, every city will have different property taxes, different insurance rates. But as a uh, back of the napkin, you know, eyeball test, the one percent rule, you know, you can use that as a as a general uh, tool. Uh, but you really will want to look at what the what the overall market is, uh, because if if rents are high in the market but property taxes are actually higher, you might be better off in a place where the rents aren't in the 1% rule uh, because of property taxes. Uh, in my experience, especially right now with, with real estate prices still uh, being relative, relatively elevated in most markets you know, around the country, the 1% rule is hard uh, to make that a, uh, you know, a hard and fast rule, uh, meaning that um, that one percent rule is not going to, it won't apply in many many cases. So you'll have to do a, 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 a much more in depth analysis. So uh, with interest rates uh, where where they are, with inflation uh, where where it is and where it's been, 
Um, and if you're uh, an ind individual investor and you're trying to do this on your own, uh, finding properties that hit that 1%, it's, it's going to be really hard. Um, and I would say in general, you know, it's almost at this point in the real estate market, it's, it's almost impossible to hit that 1% mark. Um, so again, use the 1% rule uh, as, as a, a very general tool, back of the napkin uh, math uh, to, to know if you want to look at a property in uh, more detail. Uh, but definitely uh, that 1% rule is not a uh, tried and true uh, sacred uh, rule in real estate. Now, if, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I am huge on cash flow, and I really think that cash flow uh, over time is what helps to um, soften some of the ebbs and flows in in the in the uh, real estate markets, uh, and it's what keeps your your properties afloat uh, when when you're going through some tough times in the in the real estate market. Uh, but don't forget that there is also another aspect to real estate investing, and that's you know, long-term appreciation. And why the reason why that's important is because the 1% rule, again, gives you a general back-of-the-napkin look at what potential rents may be for a property. But even if that property is cash flowing, and let's say it's cash flowing, uh, let's say it's cash flowing $500 a month. So that's $6,000 a year. Now that sounds on paper like a lot of money, and in you know in general it is because it's it's very hard to find properties that would cash flow five hundred dollars a month. But um, six thousand dollars is not a lot of money when you consider the cost of major renovations to a property. So say for instance uh, you 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 do have a property cash flowing five hundred dollars a month, six thousand dollars over a year, uh, but the following year you have some major plumbing issues that need to be uh, addressed and that those major plumbing uh, issues are going to cost $15,000 to, uh, to repair. Well, that $6,000 in cash flow has just been wiped out. In fact, that major repair has probably wiped out at least two years worth of cash flow from a property. So the point, uh, the point I'm making is that while the 1% rule gives you an idea about rents, maybe gives you a, a general idea about cash flow, um, remember that the market that you're investing in is is also important uh, to understand uh, what the appreciation potential is within that market because uh, no matter how well you're cash flowing in a property, um, major repairs pop up and ma major repairs uh, can often wipe out uh, you know years of cash flow from a property. So it's important to have that other component, uh, in the real estate e equation, and that's appreciation. So there you have it. I appreciate the questions that, that come in. If you have questions that you, that you would like to have answered on the podcast, just email me, simon at sastexascapital.com. I'm happy to answer your questions on the podcast, um, and I'll even uh, send you a direct message back uh, with, with an answer. Uh, but all, as always, if there's if you have a question, more than likely, there's plenty of other people that have a similar question or the same question, uh, and I'm more than happy to address that on a podcast. So, so that's going to wrap up this episode of the Invest Smarter podcast. Hopefully, you found value in my answers to the uh, mailbag questions today. And if you did learn something, share this episode with a friend who may also benefit from, uh, from having some of this knowledge. 
and leave us a five-star rating and a review. Uh, again, that just goes, uh, it, it helps a tremendous amount to grow the show and to continue to attract the types of guests and have the type of content that you as the audience uh, want to listen to. So that's going to wrap up this episode of the Friday Look Back. Uh, thanks again for listening, and we will talk again next week. Thanks again for listening to the Invest Smarter Podcast, the show that educates you so that you can take control of your financial future. Be sure to rate the show five stars and leave us a review. Make sure that you're subscribed so that you automatically receive the newest edition of the podcast when it's released. If you're interested in learning more about investing in multifamily real estate and taking control of your financial future, head over to our website, sastexascapital.com and take advantage of our free ebook, Multifamily Millions, How Anyone Can Invest in Apartment Buildings. And be sure to sign up for our mailing list to receive exclusive investment opportunities straight to your inbox. It's time to invest smarter. That's sastexascapital.com.